When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great guys at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out Ox1947 today at LakersBall.com because <laughs> I'm sure he had a ton of stuff to say earlier this evening during game time at LakersBall.com. Plus our good friends at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out Jamie Sweet's Five Things articles today. And of course, the mastermind behind it all, Laker Tom. Big shout out to Laker Tom. Hope he's feeling better. Hope he's, everything is doing well. Hope he was going to be here on tonight, but not I guess not as of yet. So we'll see what happens with him. Hopefully everything will continue to feel better for him. But go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. Plus our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. And if you can support all that, plus please, if you have not done so already, we're so close to 300 subscribers. Go ahead on YouTube and subscribe below Joe Sorrell today, right there. I know you can do it. For As a fellow Lakers fan, I know you can. Go ahead and support the Lakers today by going ahead and subscribing to us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. And if you do all that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers return to the court in a semi-official manner as the exhibition season opens up for the team at Crypto.com Arena tonight in Los Angeles. and. They were facing off against the Sacramento Kings. The new starting lineup unveiled and the first chance to see Darvin Ham's plan sort of come to fruition as far as on the offensive and defensive end. We got a taste of it tonight. Did we like the taste? Well, in the first half, it wasn't so bad as the Lakers held on to a slim, but okay, 46 to 41 lead. Their offense really didn't execute that well while they were on the court, but you know what? They managed to go ahead and play pretty solid defense, at least in the first quarter. So, and then actually in the second quarter too, not too bad. Unfortunately, like I said, the offense really didn't propel them to a big lead, but the second half came around. 
And unfortunately, the Lakers decided to go ahead and rest the starters for the most part and bring out the young guys, and it all fell off a cliff from there. To me, I saw what the second team or the players 5 through 15 did tonight, and it really wasn't a pretty sight as they got lambasted in the second half and got absolutely killed. I think, let me go ahead and calculate the second half score. Yes, 64 to 29 was the actual score, I think, in the second half. So really disappointing right there for you. And the Lakers end up losing by 30, 105 to 75, which I'm sure was invigorating to the Crypto.com Arena home team. Just very uh, sad way to start off the exhibition season. And here today to talk about that game, Plus, also as well, as per the request of Young MB, want to go ahead and mention he will have time on the floor tonight to go ahead and talk about the clutch Lakers relationship, good or bad. Wanted to go ahead and make sure that his thoughts were known on that, as promised to Young MB. Also, Joe sent me this morning a tweet from Sham Sharania, which we'll talk about as far as a Russell Westbrook trade almost being pulled off before or just before the training camp began. Why didn't he get pulled off? We'll talk about that as well. And I'll have some brief comments on episode nine of Hulu's Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. That's coming up on the show as well. But first, everyone out there wanted to go ahead and talk about the game tonight. Once again, they lose 105-75. Big shout out to Richard already in our chat. AD, 11 points, 11 boards. Not too bad. Yes, he was one of the few highlights for the team tonight. Not too bad. One of the lowlights I can tell you, though, is 20 turnovers, 24% shooting from the behind the three. Really not a good number for those. They got out-rebounded by 6, 54-48, and the Kings took over 100 shots while the Lakers only took 77. 103-77 shots. Just not a good way to start off the exhibition season, but here today to talk about his thoughts on the first game. It's a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Sorrow. And Joe, like I said, they were outshot. As far as the number of shots, they were out-rebounded. They turned the ball over excessively. That second half was a miserable thing to watch. You lost to a team that hasn't made the playoffs since Jesus was doing miracles. (laughs) You lost to a team that has no expectations, no talent. As a matter of fact, I think one-eighth of their talent is our rejects from last year. You lost no, to the actually, team. I, I like Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray is, might be a rookie. I, 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 I don't care about Keegan Murray. Okay. Um, we lost to a team that shot 40% from the field and 23% from three. You didn't just lose. You got your ass whooped by a third-rate team on your floor <laughs> while while your two leaders were grab-assing, laughing, and giggling on the sidelines. It was so bad that Billy Mack, reluctantly in his commentary, I could feel it in his delivery, was trying to minimize how pathetic they looked. I actually did not think they were going to come out like this. I actually thought they were going to play somewhat competitively because they have a new coach and maybe they want to step it up a little bit and kind of prove that 
last year was a fluke to, to some degree. They looked about as abysmal as I've ever seen them. No pride, no guts. You lose by 30. Get your ass whooped left and right. Can't make a shot. Can't run a pick and roll. Throwing up baskets, hitting. I mean, it was. it is just absolutely pure garbage at how bad this team was. When they were playing a little D and actually performing in the first half, they were still not able to get a defensive rebound to save their life. And the only reason why they were up five or six points was because Sacramento was missing. Again, they only shot 23% from three. If it was any team other than that lousy franchise, this team might have lost by 80. I have no faith in this team. This is not going to be an anomaly. This is going to be the standard. And I want Laker Nation to understand that this may need to get blown up. I'd say by the end of the year, I think there might need to be something done. I don't think Jeannie and the Lakers have any idea how to do that, but (laughs) I hope you guys know that all that negativity that we were talking during the summer was, this is what your result was. It was realistic. And we talked about, you know, LeBron and AD or LeBron and AD, but players three through 15, it goes off of a cliff and it goes off of a sharp cliff at that. And you saw tonight, anyone who was coming off that bench was absolutely putrid. Even someone like Cole Swider, who scored 10 points, which was the most anyone scored off of the bench. Unfortunately, he couldn't stick on defense. So you're really caught between a rock and a hard place because no one, absolutely no one could get you any valuable minutes coming off that bench tonight. It was awful. I, 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 I say this in not just the show, but in life. I think we live in a world where we don't have enough. We probably don't have it. I know this is going to sound weird, but we don't have enough Bill Belichick's in the world where they'll just say they played good. We're done. We're going to go to next week or, you know, just simple answers and and, and not, not, not a lot of fluff commentary. Uh Uh, Being 44 years old, I've seen it all. I've seen it all guys. I've seen all the talk. I see it every day. I saw it tonight. Pure liars, you know, and I'm not going to get into what I saw tonight on my personal side of things in my business, but you have this delusion and this full of garbage commentary that we have to deal with every day and we've accepted it. It's kind of like infomercials where you know it's a joke, you know it's a lie, but you sit there and you laugh and you go, ha, 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 that stuff doesn't work. But you know what? Let's give it a shot. Let's see if it, it will work. And that's what they're counting on. The... Verbal nonsense versus the eyes. Uh, The eyes will tell the story. The eyes told today or tonight that the Lakers are a leaderless, pathetic sack of crap for a basketball team. And that goes from the bottom, which is pretty much 90% of it, to the few that are on top. And 
I am going to throw a lot of venom at this because in the small possibility that it leaks somewhere and actually gets to uh, some of the leaders on this team, I don't think they've really been told how pathetic they are. I, I just don't think they've been told that. I don't think the leaders of this team who are grab-assing and laughing and giggling, I don't think anybody's really told them how pathetic they look. I'd be more than happy to tell them, but <laughs> I, I know I you would. I don't, I don't think I'll ever have that chance. I would have to probably get on a show like first take or whatever, but you know, they are, uh, uh, as far as a, from a basketball standpoint, I really don't have a lot of respect for really anybody on our team, not from the coaching staff, not from management, not from ownership, not from the players. Uh, I think what really just absolutely just made me just itch was just watching the guys laughing on the sidelines and, Whenever I get irritated or depressed, I'll watch something like The Last Dance or something that Kobe does because I have to kind of re-register my brain into thinking about what used to work so that I can get out of that mode. When you get into this mode of failure and disgust and, and acceptance of, of trash, you, 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 you have to be careful not to get infected by it. So you got to go find a cure for it and understand that you don't want to be in that mode. Um, it's one, we knew that LeBron, we knew that AD, we knew that Westbrook, were not going to play a lot of minutes. And that's not the issue here. The issue is you're telling me that you're coming in with this defensive philosophy and this team oriented BS and your team looks 10 times worse than what Frank Vogel threw out there last year. And I was really surprised that a Darvin Ham team, his first opportunity to take. I'm not surprised. I'm not. You'd think he would have gotten them motivated enough to to go ahead, at least in that second half. But he clearly got outcoached in that second half. Outcoached is an interesting word. Sean McVay got outcoached by Bill Belichick when the Patriots beat the Rams in the Super Bowl a few years back. I say outcoached because... Sean McVay is a really good coach who got outcoached by the greatest of our generation. That's being outcoached. And sometimes even the good ones get outcoached. And when you use the term outcoached, it, it, it usually means something like of some value that the, that the coach that got outcoached got outcoached. I think we throw in the out coach thing when you you're you're a crappy coach. If you're a crappy coach, you didn't get out coached. You're just crap. You 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 aren't coaching well enough to even warrant being out coached. Yeah. I know I'm being to some mean and and ridiculous in terms of hey, this is a, it's a preseason game. No, I'm it's sure not, Paul guys. Terry, well, it's I'm sure not. Paul Terry, wherever he's at, he's probably uh, right behind you, Joe, because remember, he's the one that wanted ham fired from the get-go. It's I'm not, not there yet, but yeah, this wasn't we, a great start. We made it very clear that this team needed to create an identity right out the gate. Yep. It matters. A winning mentality matters. It really, really does. It sets the tone, even in a mundane game. I've told you guys the story of Michael Jordan when he broke his leg in, in, in his second season and how Reinsdorf wanted to tank to get the lottery pick. And what they were trying to do is get Michael to not play so that they can lose. And Michael said, take it, eat this, 
and played and they made the playoffs. And what that did was it created this winning mentality while everybody's sitting there worrying and what, Oh, it's this, it's that. Oh, okay. So winning doesn't matter to you guys. You're just waiting to get draft picks. That's why I used to hate tanking. I hated it. I dealt with it because we had to, we had to get talent somehow, but what it did was, what did it do year in and year out for four or five years until LeBron came, right? We just kept losing and losing and losing. And that's what this creates. It's it's just a constant disease of losing. And then everybody's, yeah, 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 on the sidelines. And it happens to be your two leaders. Grab-assing and laughing. And they're having a good time over there. They're drinking their wine. They're 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 even that doing that squinting laugh. It must have been really funny what they were watching. Not a care in the freaking world. And these are the same guys are going to take interviews, and LeBron's going to sit there and talk about being humble and 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 this is a great opportunity. And I I I I I everything's an I with that guy, right? Well, you can I this. Here you go. This is what's coming, guys. I want you guys to be ready. And it's going to make really good TV. I'll tell you that right now. It's going to make really good TV. There's a lot of material here we can use for the next six months. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you think this is bad, wait till the season starts when Golden State, Denver, Portland, the Clippers. (laughs) Can't believe you just did that. Let me ask you this. Which was worse, today's game or if you're a Phoenix Suns fan, the Sunday game when they lost to the NBL team from Australia, the Adelaide team, the Adelaide 36ers? I'd say the Adelaide 36ers. You know, the the, the Phoenix Suns, and I I don't know what – I don't know – Monty Williams was supposed to be this – amazing coach Lou Tyron Lou is this amazing coach we heard it the last few years about how the Lakers should have gotten one of those guys blah 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 the end of the day guys there's very very few people out there that can really coach an NBA team well let me ask you this I mean the first half as Richard pointed out and I spoke about at the beginning the first half wasn't too bad the Lakers did go into halftime with a 47-41 lead they did play very well on the defensive end. Again, their offense really didn't execute that well, especially you know amongst outs, anyone outside of AD. I didn't flow, but that's like, you know that's you can expect that in the first exhibition season. As far as the first exhibition game, I, I understand the starting lineup is still new and they're trying to still mesh together. But to me, it was still an issue of the fact that the defense seemed to be something a little bit better in that first half with everybody tuned in together. It wasn't until, again, the bench players came in, the guys who are going to be numbers 6 through 15, that's what really scared me because that's where you see the problem of our team's depth, and that's where it really, as far as the where we got beaten. We got clearly beaten, hands down, especially in that second half. But at least the first half, I can say, you can at least take some positives out of that, at least on the defensive end. It's a mirage. It was a mirage. Uh, the reason why the defense looked so good was because long rebounds that went to the three-point line, Kings were missing them. They were clanking them. If they were making those shots, that the defense wouldn't look as good. I, I knew what I, I know what I watched. They gave effort in spurts, but Kings helped them by missing shots. 
wide open shots on 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 repeated offensive rebounds on the Kings in the Kings' favor. So we can sit there and 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 look at the positives. Of course, AD going eleven for eleven in a short stint, but it's it's not. This is a team basketball situation here. Team basketball looked like utter trash, and the second half looked like four dumpsters of trash. And the fact that these guys are considered NBA players is a, is a, is a laughing stock. I'm embarrassed. It's a, it was an embarrassing display of basketball. It was an embarrassing display of coaching. It's an embarrassing everything at this point when you have arguably two top five players on your team and absolutely zero, zero ability to do anything in terms of basketball. I mean, there is nothing resonating anywhere in any way. It is, it is absolutely embarrassing. And anyone who sits there and tells me any, any more about the goats and all that, you guys can all take it and, and, and put it somewhere because you guys have no effing idea what a goat is. Absolutely nothing, especially in a team sport. This is not tennis. This is not golf. Okay. This is not pole vaulting. This is team basketball. And when you want to come talk to me about who the goats are, you're going to damn understand know who it is right off the bat and they're not here anymore and they're not playing anymore and there's no one other than maybe Steph Curry Clay Thompson and Draymond Green right now that really understand what team basketball is maybe Giannis is the other guy and that's it everyone else is trash individual trash all mercenary mentalities and that's it they don't give a crap about coaching they don't care about the organizations there's no pride in anything the second something veers off, they're sitting there <laughs> laughing at everything and just trying to say, oh, well, it's not a big deal. It's a preseason game. Then they're going to start out 0-3. Well, there's 79 games left. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a shitty parent. Sorry, excuse my French. A crappy parent who always makes an excuse in disciplining their kids. Oh, well, they're three. Oh, well, they're eight. Oh, well, they're teenagers. Oh, well, they're in college. Until finally they're 80 years old. Well, he's an there are old people, and you know what happens there. Excuse after excuse after excuse. It's like that in real life. It's happened to the Lakers. This is where we're at. We're going to have to sit in it for the next six months and, again, create good TV at least if we're going to put something positive to this. I can at least tell you, young MB, you're also going to hear his words on LeBron and Clutch, but I don't know if it'll get any better than oh, that. Oh, you have no idea what about what's coming on that. <laughs> that is per his request, so we truly appreciate you asking for that. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Ah. Oh. So you had watched The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. You forced me down. I was tied into a chair, and I had to watch one thing. I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, sir. Well played. Yes. That's the only reason for the flashbacks, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers. 
Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Also, again, I will mention that we, I will go ahead and just share some final thoughts on Episode 9 of Legacy before we head on out. But also here today to talk about what's going on with the Lakers and the recap of the game. It's a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. Not only is Laker Tom's articles right there for you, but also this man right here coming up. It is the five things man himself. It is Yami Swoot. Mr. Jamie Sweet, great to have you here, my friend. <laughs> no, the, the glasses just reflect the uh, monitor. So uh, Okay, fair enough. I'm watching you, you're watching me, and I'm watching right. you off your glasses watching me. But Exactly, uh, that's right. I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, I as much as I like the idea of that, if I can reflect myself out into the masses, I don't think it really works like that. So uh, No worries, no worries. But I wanted to ask you, I mean, obviously you saw, and, and Joe's, I, for the most part, right on the button as far as what was going on for tonight. I mean, I, I can take a little bit from the first half. The defensive side of the ball looked okay. I think the offenses still need a lot of work. Uh, and to me, it was kind of depressing because earlier this evening, I saw the Brooklyn-Philadelphia first half, which was an incredible, incredible right. game to, and fun to watch. The fact that there was no take fouls anymore. It was just They were running up and down. It was like right. a track meet. It right. was wonderful at times to watch real basketball like that. Then you come watch this travesty of a game, especially in that second half. And it went all awry from there. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, I, uh, I will never say it's just a preseason game or it's just one game out of 82 or, and Joe's right. That was the mantra last season for uh, a lot of the uh, Laker fans out there. Like, well, don't worry. You're, you're over, you're overblowing it. It's, it's preseason. Who cares? But preseason is where foundations are built, where good habits are created, and it's where bad foundations are laid and bad habits are created just as easily. And so what I saw tonight was not uh, in really encouraging. Guys who are here on vet minimum contracts who are still pretty new in the league ought to be hungrier, I feel, I feel like. Uh, if you're here on the Lakers and you're on a vet minimum deal and you're kind of like showing up, where do you think your next big contract's coming from? Where where do you think you're going to – and if the, the, re, the reality is that maybe they know that it's just not going to be out there, that, you know, they're, they're, they're not that good. And let's be honest, the Lakers didn't have a lot to work with, so we're looking at the assemblage of talent that's, you know, curious at times and uh, mismatched kind of at best. Um, you know, you saw a lot of people who we, I think, are worried about scoring off the bench this season because nobody's really a polished player. I'm worried more should... about competence off the bench. How well, about yeah, that? I mean, who all of these guys are? Uh, who, who? What have these guys done? Okay, let you me know, put like, it this way. Let me let I, me put we, it this way. I, but this is the great imbalance. This is the great issue I've had with Rob Plinka. We had an aged veteran roster last season that couldn't run, and this year we have a bunch of guys who are athletic but like don't know how to play basketball. So well, let me ask you, let me say, let me ask you this. What were your thoughts in that second doing, quarter? Well, let me ask you this. In your thoughts on the second quarter, what was rolling through your mind when we rolled out a lineup of Austin Reeves, Patrick Beverly, I think it was JTA, I think yep. it was Wenyan Gabriel, yep. and I think one more who was I talking about? Thomas oh, Bryant. 
Yeah, Thomas Bryant. That's correct. When we rolled uh, out that lineup, what were you saying to yourself? That's our bench, man. I mean, what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> that's the bench, Rob Blinka. As that was, and I saw that lead that the Lakers starters right, built like, started to get get, get used. Right up. You might have to get used to that sound and uh, and visual, uh, just you know, visual reality. I mean, listen. Now, there's yes, it's only one preseason game, but it is only one. So we've got a time in preseason to work on this. We, this is like what three days of work from the coaching staff. I thought that, you know, there were some interesting things that the starting five did and you won't see this. This won't happen. You know, this lineup, the, the distribution of minutes where everybody plays roughly 20, 24. Yeah. And that's that true. won't that won't be happening. So do we want that five group of guys who you just mentioned playing 20, 25 minutes a game? Absolutely not. Together. not. And not together. And also that won't happen, right? They'll break up. They're, they're, well, they were doing sharing the ball duties and, you know, there was well, no real it, it point was like hockey. It playing. was like hockey shifts tonight. It was more like hockey shifts than a true NBA rotation, right? Like we yeah. had our starting unit hockey shift and we had our bench unit hockey shift. And I would say the only thing I got tonight is I still would rather see Thomas Bryant as a starter. I thought he played better than Damian Jones did. Our chat uh, room agrees. And uh, yeah, thanks chat room. I thought that that would that might be a change we see in a game or two. Uh, I like Kendrick Nunn as a starter, but you might need to put somebody worse <laughs> in the starting lineup so that the bench has somebody better would be another change I might make. With a uh, pulse. Yeah, somebody and somebody who's like, doesn't I get you involved? Great. I score it. Maybe that's better. You know, I those are two changes right off the bat, I think, would go along. Now, does that... <laughs> Does that erase 30 points? No, that doesn't erase 30 points. That doesn't er erase all the awful defense. That's just on the side of the ball that I worry the least about. Um, The defense looked, and this this was the problem with Frank Vogel last year. We had a guy who, like, oh, he's a defense-oriented coach who loves defense, defense. And he did, you know, the year before, we had the most efficient defense in the league. But with guys who either can't play or don't know how to play, any coach is going to struggle to implement implement a, comp, a comprehensive defensive scheme. And that's another point where I only came in at the end of Joe's pontificating, but I agree that, you know, a team like Golden State understands that like we're only as strong as our worst guy. If our worst guy is awful, we're awful. Yeah. And this team has the potential to be pretty awful on any given night. So that is what the Lakers are putting a lot of. I would imagine the only thing they're hoping for is like either an encourage in Kendrick Nunn. Obviously, you're hoping that AD and LeBron are back and LeBron won't go 0 for 7. AD looked fine. You know, I'm not worried about LeBron's scoring. Um, you know, Russ looked like Russ. I would maybe swap Reeves or if you're going to play Paul Toscano Anderson, maybe put him in the starting lineup. Like, just like try to get to do like one thing, like go out there and help these guys defend and let, let none run the second unit until 20, 25 games in. And maybe you talk to Russ about it and see how that goes over. But I can tell you, that's going to go over like a, like a German balloon near a unmanned flame source of flame. So not a lot of positives or honestly to take away from tonight. No, nobody should be excited about what they got to watch. Uh, think that any of the weird things we've been saying about the potentially awful state the team could be in for this entire season uh, are hyperbolic or uh, inflammatory. 
rather just kind of organic observations based on empirical evidence. Well, um, I mean, all over the all over the summer, we've gotten criticisms because of the fact we were too negative, or you know, the Lakers aren't really going to be that bad, or the Lakers are really going to have a really great season. They're really going to start to look good, and you'll see, you'll see. We want to be proven wrong. Yeah, we I would don't love want to be the Lakers <laughs> to fail. I mean, I'm not wearing this shirt for my health. I'm wearing this shirt because I love the Lakers more than any other team in, in any sport. And I'm doing this show because I love the Lakers more than any other team in any sport. I don't want the Lakers to fail, but I'm not going to lie to the public that we go ahead and talk to on almost a daily basis now and feed them a bunch of propaganda or lies. I'm going to tell them the straight up shoot. I'm going to shoot it from where I see things and observe things. Right now, you got a team that's very shaky defensively. They can't shoot. And when you're turning the ball over 20 times, it's not a good combination, Jamie. No, no. I mean, that's the problem. I mean, well, and some of that is like, I don't want Austin Reeves to be the point guard. Like, he's not. He's not a point guard. He can make a play. (laughs) A lot of guys can make a play or two plays. You don't want him creating offense you don't want him making plays you want him to, if you know if he makes a read on the way to like shooting or driving to the basket that's different but i don't want to put austin reeves at the top of the key with the ball in his hand and be like go to work man i wanted i didn't want tht doing that I, you, you, you have kendrick nunn you will have dennis schroeder you will have uh you know more lebron more russ better or worse you know Guys who at least have made a living off of that sort of thing. I want for Austin Reeves to be able to like hit open threes and defend and like, you know, hit, hit the open layup when it, when he, when he's, when it's there. And uh, you know, if he creates a little bit here and there, that's fantastic. But like part of the problem is that we don't know a lot about how any of these guys are going to play alongside LeBron again. You know, this is again, like the third season in four where like, most of the lineup around LeBron and AD has changed. And now it's basically the whole lineup from last year to this year. So it's, it's not an easy thing to play alongside guys like that. It's not an easy thing to come to the Lakers, but at the same time, you know, you give up 30 points, turn it over 23 times, multiple guys miss all of their shots. You're going to, you're going to feel the heat. And so you're going to feel it more in LA than in most cities. And, you know, that's another thing about playing here. You know, some guys thrive in small markets because they're basically encouraged to just show up. But in L.A., that's not enough. you got to come out and show that you want to be here, that you want to play. Because L.A. fans aren't really – they've seen greatness. They know what it looks like. Uh, and this ain't it. This well, ain't I, will it. Say, I will say that I don't uh, think we forgot that Dennis Schroeder was a DNP for tonight. So was Lonnie Walker the fourth. But – Dennis Schroeder is coming off but the I, Euro League, and then he just came over. Remember, he had the visa issues, so he hasn't been able to really practice well. Yeah, he won't, he'll, he'll be he'll be he'll be on page one day one when he shows up. Yeah, but is he really going to be the answer? Maybe he can run the second unit, like we you know they really needed some help tonight. But is that really the answer to go ahead and make up for it, what they did in the second half? There needs to be a lot more. I think that's. Yeah, I mean, that's. I don't think that that that. Yes, that goes with that. basically looking at the box score. Yeah, you're gonna need a lot. More. That's the problem. You want guys who who are you know you want. What's disappointing is that these young guys. You're like, this is your this is. You got three games, maybe yeah. four, with a shot at major minutes and like show that you can beat up on got your peers, to yeah. kick your peers' butts. Go out there and like meet your peer, on the field of battle. And defeat your peer. Yeah. 
that is sport. Like, go. They, but they, and Joe's shaking his head, and I agree. They, they're not. They don't have that. That heart was not on display tonight, and so that's that's Coach Ham's challenge here. That uh, that, that was. I put that on to Coach for that second half. I really. Yeah, agree. that's that's showing up his heart. You don't yeah. show up. That's that's on. It's not just on the coaches, but it starts there and it ends with the player for. Well, I think for. Yeah, I mean, but the coach is supposed to be the one that helps inspire the team or make the right adjustments. I understand a lot tonight was about you know, looking and seeing exactly what you have to offer out there and playing the young guys in exhibition season. But if they lost by 10 or 12, I don't think I would have been this mad. I think when you lose by 30, that makes <laughs> me mad. In the, and the way they got outscored in that second half, that makes me mad. But Joe, I, any last thoughts on the game? Because I do want to touch on the Sham Sharania tweet as far as our next topic before we have more to discuss, including your thoughts. And Jamie can chime in, too, on the clutch Lakers re- relationship that you want to go ahead and touch upon. Young MB was well, asking. All right, just trying to make everybody feel really bad tonight. Well, that, young, MB asked, young MB <laughs> asked us to go ahead and share our thoughts on the clutch Lakers relationship. So I made a promise. We're also, go, we're also going to drown a live cat. How do you feel about that? That's going to be really uh, exciting. No, that's that's kind of no, really good. We're not that's that. getting dark. That's getting dark. But Joe. This is talking about the clutch relationship is far out, man. I know. But is there any last thoughts you have on the game before we go ahead and hit the Shams tweet? Expect this kind of performance the rest of the year. Yeah, I, I hope not. But I'm. I don't know about expect. Like... I just won't be surprised. I, I will. I will hope for improvement. I know it won't come, and I'll just. No, I'll be like, no yeah, this well. is this is uh, this is the uh, this is the classic. I mean, the modern day results of these guys all make a lot of money. I mean, guys have made a lot of money in the past, but. It, they, these guys really don't give a crap about winning, losing. It's it's in them. It's in them that they don't care. They're they're wasting our. We're we're here watching these clowns play, try to attempt to play winning basketball, and we're enabling them. We're enabling them because we're still watching. And at that point, there's no reason for them to put any effort in because they know we're still watching. They know that these TV networks are going to pay them billions and billions of dollars. To, to, to put the, the the sacks of trash that they put on TV. And that's that's where it never ends. It's like, you know, we're forced to, to, to buy certain products that we don't believe in because they're, this particular place is the only place that makes it. And it's the same thing here. We are, we have, we have people who are criticizing the commissioner for a decision that, didn't go their way. And right away it was, let's stab you in the back since we don't agree with it this time. You agreed with everything the other 80 times, but this one, oh, well, the, the, the commissioner screwed it up. These guys are, 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 I mean, athletes to some degree have always been an entitled diva, you know, conceited, ego-driven types. But I, I used to at least see a benefit in their ego, guys that actually gave a crap about winning and actually being professionals and playing. And at that point, you would accept whatever they were. At least when they were on the court, they were all about the business. But these guys are all, they've, they've shown me nothing. This summer has shown me nothing from Durant to the Kyries, to the LeBrons, to all these guys. To me, just, I just, I don't know what, what, what else 
other than it for all to end. All of them retire, go and never to be seen again. And I'm going to, I'm just tired. I'm tired of looking at these athletes. I'm tired of having to cheer for these guys. I'm sick of it. I, I don't want to have anything to do with them. They don't have, they don't encompass anything that I like, nothing. And they showed it even more tonight. One of the things I do want to talk about is something actually Joe sent me earlier today. And one of the things I saw early in the morning from Joe was a tweet that was sent to me by Sham Sharania. And the tweet that uh, Joe sent me on by Sham Sharania was the fact that the Lakers, and he wouldn't put this out unless he had some corroborating reports on it and, and sources that are telling him that this was the case, that the Los Angeles Lakers were seriously considering a blockbuster trade on the eve of training camp. The franchise's internal collaborative debates and the possibilities that exist in the coming weeks and months. So he was talking about how he, they were very close to pulling the trigger on the trade. Joe, your thoughts on that? Because, again, I don't know why Shams is tweeting that now when training camp is over and they're already in the exhibition season. I don't get it. I just don't understand why he needed to go ahead and shout that out now. It, maybe he should have gone ahead and, you know, if he had that kind of beat or whatnot, send it out earlier a week ago or a few days ago, maybe it would have been more in line. But I just didn't see the point. But, hey, he wanted to go ahead and ruffle some feathers. He certainly did. Sounded like a low-rent agent move. Yeah. Who, who do we know that's general manager of a team in the NBA that was a former agent? Almost half the league now. I'm kidding, but there's a few. You guys know what I'm talking about. I don't yeah, say I know the name. About. I know. He so, did. He did so, the same thing. He did the same thing last training camp this, about the, the DeRozan trade. Right. This. This is like. This is like me needing a, a, a iPhone 14, and somebody is bringing me an iPhone 7 to sell me. Well, I'll stick this to is, my Galaxy. Thank you. Okay. Well, Galaxy 21 versus Galaxy 19, whatever it is. Point is, you're you're trying to hawk a seven when fourteen is out. It's it's it, it just adds. I can't prove who it was, but a lot of common sense says we know who it was. It is just an <laughs> just this today was a that was like the the jab to start the day and then the right hook uh, of a of a pathetic display of everything known to man in basketball uh you know it, it it's just, this team is just a it is run by complete bozos and even that's an insult to bozo the clown because at least he <laughs> at least he entertained people yeah he had these a great guys, career these, these guys can't enter, enter they wouldn't be able to entertain blind people um <laughs> it's just i i don't even i, I, I i'm so disgusted I was right really? around like right right around that that the end of the third <laughs> quarter. I'm sitting there and I've got a I got a picture in picture with the Dodger game. And here's the Dodgers that are, you know, playing in a tie game at the time and they have nothing to play for. And you're watching these relief pitchers sweating, turning red and trying to get guys out. They've already won 110 games. I'm I'm giving you an example here. These guys don't have to look like that. They don't have to play, but 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 they're 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 in the zone. They're in the the winning mode. I still want to get these guys out. I don't want them to score. I want to win this game. 
When you don't have that mentality when it doesn't matter, it will matter when it matters. It's a great point. Okay? It's diff- it's 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 winning doesn't turn off. It just doesn't turn off. You don't just turn it off. It it, it doesn't work. Those guys that you said like Shaq, Kobe, and all those, oh, well, they turned it on in in 01. No, they didn't turn it on, okay? There were injuries. I'm sure if the injuries hadn't happened, they would have been won 65 games every year. It was a fallacy. It was fake. It wasn't about turning it on. They just got better when it mattered. That's different. So we we are looking at a rehash of everything that's happened, and it's from top, middle, bottom, and they're all to me bottoms. Every single person involved is a bottom right now. I have no respect for any of the players, any of the management, and any of the ownership involved. And I bet you Jim Buss is sitting back laughing his rear end off right now because I'd be laughing with him too. Especially if you saw episode nine of Legacy, the true story of the LA Lakers, which focused in on that battle, that custody for ownership debate and then the whole decision making process and the board and the whole nine yards as far as that as far as Jim being ousted Mitch being ousted and it going to the hard times as far as the years Kobe retiring and all that yeah so it it went into that like you said and I could see like you said Jim somewhere smiling right now as far as the things that that are being done but then again you know he absolutely showed that he was very inept at his position as well. So, <laughs> well, because I don't, he has, he, I don't know what he has to smile about. Yeah. Well, he's smiling because he's watching, in my opinion, even a worse situation than when he was in charge. Now, uh, I with, mean, the Lakers won a title without yeah, they won him. a title. I don't know. You can't take that away, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't take it away, I guess. But, Rob, you know. I will say this, Rob Palenka and even I would add Johnny, Jeannie Buss to this are terrible at reacting to winning. All of they all they've done is jettison an entire championship winning team for this. That's my problem. My problem isn't like last summer to this. I'm like, since you won, you have basically system systemically dismantled a championship winning bunch of guys who all basically finished the like you wash the next season out, right? There's no good season after the bubble season for you're not gonna get a guy or two in and be like, Oh, now nobody's tired. It just doesn't work like that. Should have shut down LeBron and AD, but they didn't. They tried to like, but without building a dynasty, tried to build a dynasty. And that's been my problem. Like you either, you know, you you could forgive all the teams for maybe reacting poorly to the short turnaround, but we reacted exceptionally poorly to the season after that because at least we had a good defense and got to the playoffs in the short turnaround season without LeBron for a lot of it and without AD for a lot of it. And we, since then have just wildly overcorrected a team that didn't need that much correction. Uh, and I will say though, that Paul has shown up in the chat to finally gloat about what's going on. Just wanted to oh, let you know. It doesn't matter if you fire ham. Ham is a, no, it doesn't is a pawn. He's a pawn right. in this. He has no, he has can, no control over anything here. And you just saw the, you would think at the beginning, somebody would listen to the new coach. You know, he's a new coach. You want to impress I mean, he a looked little bit, like it looked like he hadn't coached Jack squat in his entire life. The fact that you got spanked by 30 by a, 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 a CBA team the last 20 years is, <laughs> is an embarrassment. I don't Probably. care if it's preseason, you stomp on these guys, you create an identity. You say, look, we, we matter. We are going to run this right. setup. 
like we're yeah. we're trying to win a championship right now, especially to the young guys. You had no excuse with the young guys. You can't sit there and say, "Oh, we don't want to get anybody injured." No, these guys are to be the, are supposed to be the ones that are playing hard, making shots, and trying to make the team, especially the ones that are like a Scottie Pippen Jr. Right. Right. But you got nothing. You got zero out of this because they're not motivated. People are laughing and giggling on the sidelines. The guys that are supposed to be the leaders. And Darvinham isn't going to say, what the hell are you laughing at? What the hell are you doing? Go to the locker room if you're going to laugh while we're down by 20. He doesn't have the balls to say anything to LeBron or AD. It's over, guys. This, this, this. I'm trying to think, okay, let's blow it up, right? Let's just go ahead and blow it up. End of the year, trade the AD, let LeBron go play in Siberia. I don't care where. <laughs> okay, where? what, what are we going to do then? What? We got to wait till 2088 to get a first-round draft pick that probably matters. And even if you do get somebody, how are they going to be? Are they going to be just the current generation, just, oh, I'm here to, you know, ex- be accepted and, and, and maybe – do certain things here and there and try to be great. Is there anybody that's going to come out and really like be about winning and be about carrying a franchise? And on top of that, carrying the Lakers. So when did you say they were going to be competing 2088 when their next draft pick? I almost spit my water. I I got them. I got them being competitive a couple of years before that, but that doesn't, (laughs) that's not far off. No, no, no. But great thoughts from everyone in the chat room. Truly appreciate it. You guys have been really awesome. Thank you for coming for a later night tonight as far as post games. We'll be doing like this for post games pretty much all season long. So go ahead and check us out for our post games right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Cleveland might as well be somebody. <laughs> I haven't been to I haven't been to Cleveland, so I can't uh, I can't verify or deny that. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are so funny, but I will say that when coming to around back to the Shams tweet from earlier today, why do you think the Lakers didn't pull the trigger, Jamie? There was no trigger. No, I think that I think I think that indie deal is there. I think if they want to drop Russ and two draft picks, that indie deal is there. But what does that change? That gets you rid of Russell Westbrook. It adds Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, and you still have the same eight guys who are terrible. I'm giving tonight. you full credit, Paul. I'm giving you full credit. You still have the same eight guys who are terrible right now. And like, I'm with Paul, dude. Like, it, and, and uh, Gerald, you can attest that I've been basically on the uh, Paul train of where Westbrook's here. He's starting and it's going to be terrible. Yeah. Uh, but I think we've like, all been down that road. No, but here's the thing. Even Laker Tom went down that road. Yeah, I know, but that's. The I'm point. not mentioning Westbrook anymore. I'm done with Westbrook. Well, I mean, you will have to. Are we just going to go like? So when <laughs> missed that shot, it was pretty exciting. When he Hill should not be named Voldemort. <laughs> right. I just can we just come up with like a, a, a sassy head <laughs> gesture of silence that so we all know at least who we're not talking about. I, I would say that this is the only thing I'll say about why or why not the Turner and Heel really don't change the equation that much yeah they, they're not neither of them neither of them is an all-star neither of them yeah. has taken a team to the playoffs or even really been involved in a successful playoff run as a nobody on the team like a mild contributor and so i to the point of when do you actually tear it down this is why i kind of hope we don't trade those draft picks that we just keep them and say all right. Well, this is this is going to be profitable but bad for about two seasons. And sorry, everybody who's you know 
deciding to pay and come and see the game and sorry everybody who's paying for your cable tv package and you know if we can move a couple of these guys and make some uh, changes on the fringes that's what we'll do but having lebron on the team to win all these uh, awards and you know yada yada is good for the brand number one not for the team good for the brand very telling moment in the this Lakers summer, you could say what you will about it, but it's like yelling at the cat at the, you know, it's like yelling at the walls of the castle from way out on the edge of the property. I, you know, I really feel I couldn't give two craps about his brand. Ah, I know, but it will, it'll, it's, uh, I mean, it will, it will I care continue. about the Lakers. I care about the Lakers. That's it. I don't care about, but that's the else. brand, right? Well, that's the question, though. Do you care about the history, or do you care about the, the team? I care about I care about what Jerry West built. I care about what Kobe built, what Magic built, what Worthy built, what Kareem built, what Mitch Kupchak built, what Paul Gasol built. I I, I, I what Doctor Bus created. Yeah. Um, that's what I care about. That's why I stay. And you. You know, if we're we're lyrical souls, because we can we can be here at the best of times and worst of times, and that's how I look at it. But it's stretching. I remember during the Bol- the Luke Walton years, I hadn't missed a game in a decade, and the losing finally just ate at me. I could yeah. not watch anymore around January, February, where it gets really bad. I yeah. could not. I missed my first game after 10 years. This was in 2017. I hadn't missed a game. One game. The last game I missed was the last game Kwame Brown played when they were in Detroit. Now, that was just a pure coincidence. It was a road game. It was a road game before he got traded for Pau Gasol. It was a road right. game. And at the time, I was in San Diego. I didn't have access to watching the the KCAL games. So right. I, a lot of times I'd be, I'd be listening to those games or whatever uh, if I could make it to a sports pub. So that was the last game I didn't watch until the Luke Walton second half of the season where they just kept losing and losing. And it finally ate at me. This is eating at me even worse because at least those teams just, we knew they had nothing. These, this team has two top five players and they are trash so it's even worse because you're paying these guys $70 million to suck ass. And you have no shot at improving anything. At least then, okay, maybe a draft pick. Or maybe they're going to kind of go through some growing pains. There's some positive there. But this is – we're going into a dead end. And it's just not – they don't care. They don't care. They're laughing watching this monstrosity to, to, to put more salt into the womb. And I have uh, no feeling for that. I wanted to go ahead and mention real quick, I know that John McCallion's in the chat room now. He wanted to go ahead and ask about our thoughts on he who shall not be named. Oh, you mean? That guy, yeah. Starts with uh, West and ends with a brook. Uh, I, think, I, I, think you guys, I think you guys are taking this a little too like literal. I, I don't have, I don't definitely not. And I will I say, I, hold I on. I I will, I will, well, I just want to say he was 15 minutes tonight, plus one. 
for whatever that's worth. I, I don't care about Russell Westbrook. I don't care about what he did today. I don't. Uh, I, I, I got to, we got to hear our thoughts, three assists, two rebounds. It was just there. And the problem is the fact that right. when he puts out one right. of the better performances on the team with a plus one, that's pretty sad with only five points. It just, he was just there. It really didn't uh, matter to the whole outcome of the game because he just didn't play well. He didn't play bad. He was just there. And when you play just there and you're one of the best performers in the plus minus region, that's not good. That's absolutely not good. What would have been good on Darvin Ham's part is to put Westbrook in in the second half and let him play with those guys and let him do what he had been doing his whole career, which was stat pad and play Westbrook ball. And we might have had a chance to not have such a huge deficit and have uh, an abysmal display of basketball to the point where you're watching these guys playing going, these guys look like me after not playing for two years. That's how it looked. <laughs> it was really bad. Uh, that second half was just awful to Q, watch. Q, Q3, and that's Q3. not, a, it's not about the skills at that point. It's about this and this zero pride, zero want, zero desire. Who is the leader on this team? Who are the leaders on this team to say, guys, we want you to go play like this is a playoff game. We need to get into winning mode. No, we didn't see that. We saw clowns, clowns on the sideline and a do-nothing coach that will eventually be really do-nothing by the end of the year. Well, we I've already, already known. Evidently, in theory, the player you're uh, talking about is Patrick Beverly, but I, you know, I don't see that happening. So. I just want to mention something, though, that actually uh, both John McCallion alluded to and earlier tonight was alluded to as well in regards to you know, the, the fact that these guys who it's a preseason game, who cares? I know petting my cat actually said, you know, if we'd only lost by 10, I would have been cool with that. I think if I, they would have been lost by 10, it's okay. You know, as far as just a preseason game, as long as the guys come in, do their thing. What were their record last year? So and six. Oh, and six. Oh, and seven. What are you going to tell me now when they go? Oh, and 12, it doesn't matter. What are you going to tell me when they go? Oh, and five or one for four. What are you going to tell me then? It's, it's just that the they season. showed no heart in that second half. I don't That's give a, I don't give a rat's behind any of the responses at this point. I know what I'm looking at. I know what this team is. They suck, and they're going to suck all year. Prove me wrong. <laughs> you got to have a mug. You got to be sitting at a table. <laughs> you got to be like at a park somewhere to make sure you recreate that full meme. So... I will just say again that, that the I really think you should. Cut, I, you got to put that face and prove me wrong on all sorts of stuff. That's a great. Uh, yeah. that's a great what have we been all, saying? What did we say? We've been saying it for freaking two months. Okay, we saw this happening. We saw it. Garbage summer, garbage preseason. Right now, so far, what are you going to tell me? It's going to turn into gold in about a month. Give me a freaking break. It's only preseason. It's only preseason. It's not only preseason. You have no room to only think it's only preseason. Your team sucks, and you're not building anything from it because of that kind of mentality. That's why they suck. That's why you have two top five players on this team, and they only want 33 games. Don't tell me that preseason doesn't matter. It matters. It matters in preparation. It matters in practice. If you read and watch and learn about what Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant used to do back in the day, they used to play practice games like they were games. 
Don't tell me it doesn't matter. It matters. And you just saw it. You just saw it tonight. They got their ass kicked by 30 by the Kings. Give me a freaking break. Grow a brain. Grow a freaking brain. That's the problem. That's the problem with the loser mentality. That's how losers think. Oh, it's only this. No, it's not. This team has no room to say it's only this. They suck, and they showed it more tonight. That's uh, Joe for you. I, I, I don't hold Joe. Don't hold that... anything back. Just <laughs> yeah, don't, hold... don't hold anything back. Yeah, I tell you what, he is—he's on it tonight. He has every right to be upset. Again, that yeah, second I... half was absolutely abysmal. You know who really has a right to be upset? People who paid money to see that in the arena. <laughs> You're right, absolutely. But before we head on out, guys, they paid, I wanted they paid to go extra ahead for that. They Speaking of an extra that. rant, you know, I thought I was I thought he was going to save it for this rant coming up, but you know, I, I we promised young MB. He did ask the other day in great detail. He had an extremely long and detailed comment that it was truly sensational, and he asked us to go ahead and share our thoughts on the LeBron clutch lakers uh, you know unification as far as their their team the organization is concerned it just seems like they're very symbiotic with each other and that has worked to for the most part in recent years in recent times to their detriment in my opinion as far as the reliance on clutch clients and personnel but jamie before i get to joe so maybe you can catch his breath for a second your thoughts on this dynamic because it might have worked in the short term and it did create a situation where we did win a title out of it, but unfortunately we got so reliant on it, it's really started to to actually see the effects of that in a negative fashion. Yeah, it kind of reminded this this era of, of Laker basketball reminds me of when the Florida Marlins assembled an, a baseball super team and won the World Series and then basically blew it all up so that they could make money off the team. I think it was the Marlins. Maybe it was the Rays. I can't remember. One of the two Florida teams. I think it's... Was, it, was the Marlins in I think, it was the Marlins in 97. It was the Mar- Marlins in 97. Wayne Heisinger yeah, was about to sell the team. So what they do is when when they want to sell the team, they need to drop all the salary to make it more profitable. Exactly. That's, that's no, and that's that's exactly what happened. And I, you know, maybe... Maybe that's what the Bucs family wing uh, in this scenario. If they are, they're doing it terribly. Here's the thing. I think it's an awful relationship for multiple reasons. One, we spend our best money on mediocre talent when we have very little spending money to spend. Lonnie Walker, the fourth being this season's example of, you know, yeah, free agent. Yeah, he's only 23. Is he really worth, what was it, five, four, five, six, something like that? Of our entire MLE, uh, no, I don't think he will be. I think it's an awful relationship. I think that that not a lot of good has come of it. We've mortgaged the future for utterly entertaining and uninspiring present. That's just kind of bad management 101. And I think that Rob Polinka has been a pretty terrible GM, relies on that clutch client uh, relationship to kind of maintain any kind of normal NBA presence because I don't think a lot of people like dealing with him because he seems to be fairly terrible. Absolutely. I, I agree. Uh, Howard you. Hill is exact. Howard Hill is exactly correct. Yep, absolutely. He is out of his depth at this point in time. It's just showing that the team right now has a roster that's really inept after you get by LeBron and AD. Joe, I promised young MB. That I, and you I will go say this one more thing. Thoughts. 
one more thing. I will say I think that the clutch relationship is enabled in some point, part by the general lack of inspiring outside the box basketball ideas from the cabal that is Rambi, Genie, Rob, some guy who's selling shoes out of a van, and this other guy across town. Like, it, it, it's, it's it, the clutch is. Let's be honest about this, really. Clutch is smart to prey on a team like the Lakers at this point in their history. It's not how this Lakers version of the Lakers is going to be run, and then to expect otherwise, I think, is pretty silly. Joe, the floor is now yours, my friend. Uh, Jamie has shared his thoughts with me. I just think, like I said, it's just a deal that's gotten worse and worse and worse as the Lakers have become more reliant on it. I know Young MB, this is a shout-out to you once again. We truly appreciate you commenting on our YouTube channel as far as asking for this and your detailed thoughts, it was some great, great thoughts on it. And I hope everybody gets a chance to go ahead and check it out on one of our previous videos that he posted the other day. So go ahead and please go ahead and give him some props. I'll read it at the end, but your thoughts, Joe, on this relationship we currently have with Clutch and the Lakers. Well, Clutch probably, and this is something that probably doesn't get discussed enough. Imagine this. Clutch... I don't want to say was ran off, but they were not accommodated by Dan Gilbert and Patrick, Pat, Pat Riley in their two stints or three stints in between those two cities. Dan Gilbert, who sacrificed sellouts and finals appearances because he got so tired of dealing with them because they're a disease their disease to their businesses. You're, you're allowing a, a separate entity to dictate how you run your business. You're the talent. I pay you to play basketball. I don't pay you to bring an entourage that makes business decisions. Agents are supposed to take care of their clients, get them as much money as they can, get the perks together. But where, where you're not supposed to babysit all their cousins and brothers and sisters either. And at this point, it just, because it, there's no talent in front office or in ownership, you're, you're just not, you're just kind of going with the guys that are suggesting things. And then on top of that, you're getting the Kurt Rambis and, 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 and his wife involved, and then you've got Jeannie doing what she does, and I, it just looks like a slumber party of a, of a disaster. <laughs> I, I, I don't see any professionals. Now, when you look back at the rift that you had with the Jerry Wests, with the Phil Jacksons, you look at the – again, I was talking about context. There There is a separation in certain things, and – you know, Phil Jackson, knowing how the psychology part of the team works. Okay, You're looking at Jerry West in the late 90s was able to accumulate talent. But what didn't work was the talent wasn't winning. It wasn't, it wasn't winning. It was an issue. And Jerry West could not help that process. So... You had to go get Phil Jackson to finish that last bit so that this talented team wins. 
and where the rift in that situation was, Phil Jackson was likely thinking, I understand you got the talent, but what you guys have been doing for the last four years isn't working, and I can't have you be involved because they're going to lean on you, and they've been leaning on you because you'd hired Del Harris, you had hired Kurt Rambis, and Shaq never respected any of those guys. Kobe probably didn't respect any of them, and they all kind of – he knew that Shaq loved Jerry West. He knew that Kobe loved Jerry West, and he needed that separation. He needed Kobe and Shaq's focus to listen to him so that they can go win. That's different than what's going on now. Right now, they don't know what the hell they're doing. And Clutch is a business only in in, 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 in trying to make their own situation good. They don't give a crap about the Lakers. They don't give a damn if Jeannie croaks they don't care if Rob Palenka jumps off a building they don't care about any of these people so imagine not anyone caring about who you are but you have to let them live with you and eat your food and buy them clothes how how would that how would that sit and on top of that you have to watch your the team you own the team that is an icon for teams in the world watching so-called stars not project in any way about, Oh, well, this is, you know, we're here to win. We're here. We just had the worst Lakers season in the modern era and they're still giggling and they're still laughing and they're still saying stupid crap and the fans too and idiots out there that are watching. Oh, it's preseason. Okay. Okay. When they go 0-6 again or 1-5 in the preseason, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I am going to wait. And if you think the venom is bad now, wait till that gets proven right again. There's no one on this planet that wants to be wrong more than me. Because if I want it to be wrong, that means everything is all good feelings. But the reality is we know what we're watching. We saw it today at its worst after all that happened. And who who's to blame and who's going to get fired? It doesn't matter, guys. It doesn't matter. you got to know who's in front of you. You know, Clutch does not give a crap. LeBron does not give a crap about the Lakers. The only reason why he came to the Lakers is because he wants to put that jersey on so he can help his brand. And I understand individual accolades and individual aspirations but it is a team sport and Kobe cared about his career Jordan cared about his career but they cared about winning more and those days I think might be gone I don't think we're ever going to get them back not from any modern player maybe a couple players here and there in the NBA right now maybe a Giannis but other than that uh, this team as a whole this league as a whole is a, is full of just I'm, they're getting paid $50 million a year. I just don't think they give a crap anymore. I just don't. And they, they maybe they shouldn't. I'm going to say with JTA, Paul, because Paul's saying JTA is trash. When it comes to JTA, I just think, I don't know what you were expecting. I mean, he didn't get a single rotation minute as far as during the playoff run, really, to any extent. So I don't know what the Lakers were expecting. JT, JTA there. is the Mozgov of guards. He didn't have anything to show in the playoffs. And for some reason, <laughs> they signed him. 
I well, remember he, when we signed Moss. sign a veteran's minimum, so it's not like it's, yeah, yeah, not no, like yeah, Moss. Why would you sign? Why would you sign someone who had no, nothing, to show for in a playoff run? For what? Why are you signing these guys? It, it, you might as well just sign a G League guy and see if he comes up. I don't. I don't. I don't. Well, I, I mean, what I think, the hell is, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't know. I they don't that, know what the hell they're doing. I think that doing. speaks to MB's question that Gerald posted in the private chat, which is yeah, all the all the sem, all the semi good guys go to other teams. Go ahead. I won't. I won't. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And big shout out again to Young MB. Anytime that goes on our chat room, that sounds goes for Luca. You know, with his complaints about us and. But at least he goes into detail. Yeah, I know man. petting my cat. I know a lot of other individuals out there that go on our comments as far as when you take the time to go ahead and put your very vested interests and very vested thoughts into this, I really have to give you respect for that, whether it's good, bad, indifferent about us or the Lakers, what have you. I just I just appreciate you taking the time to doing that. So let me well, tell you what he – let me just say what he, he just said real quick. I don't see LeBron having as much power as people think. Maybe you could have an episode part to explain how clutch sports is negatively influencing the Lakers and LeBron and vice versa. Well, there you go. Already dedicated a portion to it, my friend. Intrusive when and how. Really, they're doing a horrible job at, at it if they're influencing the Lakers because last year's roster was laughable and the year before that as well. If anything, I see the Lakers making clutch players look bad and lose money on their next contract. At least this year's roster, including clutch players, is decent. Well, I, I don't know about that, but I would kind of debate with you on how decent this roster looks, especially after tonight. Where's this great influence that leads to either player signings that actually amounting to anything or money exchanging hands? What does AD and a handful of other guys just hand their money over their, over to LeBron and clutch? He, he's not sure why. It just Just talk to me. If anything, Rob Palenka has a hard time signing a bum off the street, so they have to beg Clutch to give them some decent players. Other star players have more power than LeBron, Clutch, and the Lakers. So far, no third legit star has come to L.A. All the ring chasers wind up going to Golden State, Brooklyn, or the Clippers. Thankfully, they're more – well, the Clippers, they've done a lot of trades. Clippers, free agents have – outside of what they did with what you saw with, of course, Kawhi, They've made a lot of their efforts through shrewd trades, and I'll leave it at that. Thankfully, they're more spread out this year instead of all the pitching a tent in Brooklyn or Golden State. LeBron's got a max of two years left before he retires. Clutch is influenced, will fade away, Palenka will be gone, and the Lakers will have traded away AD. In fact, AD could be traded by midseason as this year turns into another dumpster fire. AD goes to Chicago for Duran, Vucevic, and some picks, just his guess. You could then sign Kyrie next season, maybe. He wouldn't mind that. But, yeah, that's the comment from Young MB. You really took the time to go ahead and share your thoughts on that. Joe, I know you wanted to speak. I just wanted to get that out there as far as him, Young MB. But your thoughts on this, my friend. About more about Clutch? Well, about just finishing up on that comment you were about to make. I don't care about Clutch. I don't care about it. They're, they're clients. I care nothing about anybody on this team at this point. If they're not going to care, I'm not going to care. I'm going to be on this show to hopefully bring some good information in and hopefully do some entertainment because at the end of the day, that's the point. People want to be entertained. And that's it. And 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 I don't know if it'll ever change. I don't know if there'll ever be some common sense set up in terms of how to manage this thing with the current leadership. But we're, we're turning into the Dallas Cowboys. 
we have a brainless leader at the top that can't get off of their own emotions uh-huh. to, and hire the right people to win. And if you've paid attention to what the Dallas Cowboys have done, they've made a lot of money. They're worth more than any franchise on the planet. Great. You made a lot of money. Good for you. But you haven't won. You haven't hit an NFC championship game since 1996. 1996, I was 21. I'm sorry. I even 21. I was 18. <laughs> you so can still imagine vote. that. Imagine <laughs> that. I was 18 years old the last time the Dallas Cowboys made the NFC Championship game. Why? All because of feelings. All because he wanted more credit and just overall stupid management of a football team. But great money. Great money. That, that That's always there. I know we won a championship in 2020. And, and I consider it a legitimate championship, unlike most idiots. I, I don't see anything I don't see anything good this last what's coming up on the third year. I don't I don't see it getting better, even if you were to unload everything. I, the talent now and of course with the now the, the likelihood of straight to high school is gonna happen again. Now when you draft someone, they're gonna take us just as long to to develop into that potential star. I mean, I was watching, you know, Paul's bringing up Damon Jones. I was watching his plays and I was just like, (laughs) we need a center. This was around the first half. We need a center. We need a center. (laughs) We need someone who knows what the hell they're doing in terms of getting to the paint and actually you're, you're almost seven feet tall. Can you practice that? Is the coach showing you how to – is anybody doing anything? Gabriel hustled. I can give him that. You know, I've been hard on Gabriel if, for a while. If, if, but, you put you know, me, if, if you put me in at the shape I'm in right now. Four block shots, all I can say. If you put me in, I'll I'll put hustle in, but I'm probably going to yeah. get zero points. Hustle right. means nothing. I think Kobe even said it in a doctor. You can't shoot much worse than the Lakers did. One, I, I think I could shoot better, honestly. At least down <laughs> – Move somebody down low. I'm a pretty wide guy. But anyways, the... John, that's terrible. No, please, for the love of God, we do not need Mozgov and Dang. No. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, Mozgov's a better big than anybody we have now. Oh, uh, Dang, Dang was the precursor. I know you guys like that word. Was the precursor to the modern basketball player, a guy that happened to... Ch- it was at the end of his career that checked out. But nowadays, we just have young guys checking out because they get all these max contracts. They get, they get 67, even the marginal players like Alonzo ball get 60, $70 million. What is the motivation to play? It's guaranteed money. They don't really care about winning. They care about getting uh, the next big tattoo and the next big neck tattoo and, you know, doing up their hair with braids and all that stuff, you know, all, all dressy and nice and ready for the, for the town after the games. That's pretty much where their focus is. And even the guys that aren't into that stuff, they're they're into other things that don't really pertain to trying to win. So let them go drink wine. Let them go, you know, there's little signs that, uh, that were always there too. Like, why were we wearing our gold armor on the road? Why were we wearing, like, I, I like the little things always kind of bothered me about old traditions that should still be there and that that changed. And Look at look at the results. The results are. Well, I don't know talking, about bringing. Uh, we're, talking, we're talking about clutch. That's how bad this is. We're talking about a lousy, who cares agency, an agency. 
about the Lakers? Who cares? Why are we even I'm, talking about those guys? I, well, Sovereign's saying Joe's an empty void tonight. <laughs> I will say he's also asking about bringing Cupjack back as well. I would not bring back Cupjack. You see the wonderful job he's I done. I think that's tongue-in-cheek, right Gerald. I think that's tongue-in-cheek. I'm cheek. hoping that's tongue-in-cheek. It's, I'm, tongue, I'm serious. It's got to be. Let's I'm, give, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> Let's, uh, give the, let's, give the, let's give some humans some credit here. Let's give some okay, humans. okay. No worries, no worries. But okay. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you joining us, the Lakers. As we talked about a while back, they got destroyed in the second half. They brought the, I guess, the, the rookies, the young players, a lot of the guys that are in players number 6 through 15 in the rotation. And unfortunately, they got drubbed in the second half. And the Lakers end up losing at Crypto.com Arena. I'm sure thrilling that crowd immensely, 105 to 75. <laughs> Remember? Well, and there was much rejoicing. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I tell you what, I'm sure there was a lot of booing as well. But I will say that this mm. week is going to be a busy week for the Lakers as they head to Las Vegas here in my neck of the woods. They're going to play on Wednesday and Thursday, back-to-back games against Portland. Excuse me, Phoenix is the first game that they're playing against, and I think the next game is against Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to check that out right now on the schedule. Yeah, hey, shout out yeah, to Cat. Yeah. He had a rough yeah. summer. What is it about Carl Anthony Towns? Can he not just get through a summer without immense personal tragedy happening? In exactly, life? yeah. It's, I agree with you. Yes. Poor man is like... Just like... <laughs> So, yes, it is Phoenix and Minnesota back-to-back in as far as Wednesday and Thursday, so we'll be here for that as well. Oh, you got to put John's comment up there, man. That's I will. Amazing. I will. Yeah. Lakers tank like the crypto market tonight. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely, they did. I will tell everyone, though, that I am going to check out the game in suburban Henderson, Nevada, Ooh. between Victor Wembiyama and Scoot Henderson as their oh, teams yeah. get together tomorrow night. I will be there for that. The number That's one cool. and number two expected 2023 first round draft picks. So I'm looking forward to sharing my thoughts on that. I may just do a short. I'm not sure if I'm going to do an actual episode on Tuesday night. So what I will do is if I don't do that, I'm just going to go ahead and share a short, a YouTube short on the channel to so go ahead and check that out and then share my full thoughts and detail on the post game for the Phoenix game, which will be on Wednesday night. So greetings, Greg. Glad to have you here in the chat before we head on out. But again, just a very disappointing game. Paul is, you know, so far, I guess you can go ahead and pat yourself on the back as far as the, the all the statements that you've been making. We had, we said for a while now that wasn't going to be very pretty. We thought that the team would be lacking as far as the depth and it did show tonight, but Joe, any last thoughts before we head on out, man? Because just, just that just, that uh, trade that you just took away there changed nothing. By the way, it doesn't. Yeah. It's not enough. It's not enough. You need not, more. You need no. a lot more. It's like throwing a bucket on uh, on a forest fire of water. You know, let's let's go let's go manage that underbrush and so. It, it, it will it, take time, Greg. I think real... it will take time. But that 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 team should have came out with a lot more heart tonight. When you lose after you're leading by six and you end up losing by thirty, it it just it was very disappointing. So that was the part. And Paul's giving Ham one more game pass. So there you go. <laughs> All right. But I will say before we head on out, Joe, again, a very disappointing effort. After that game, I'm done for forever. I was more entertained tonight oh, by man. the first half of that Brooklyn-Philadelphia game. And also as well, I was more entertained by the ninth episode of Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers covering the battle for custody of the Lakers, Kobe's retirement, his Achilles injury, 
the fall of the Lakers as an organization. It covered it well. I still wish they wouldn't gloss over the world championships they win because they always in this in the series they always seem to just like it's done within thirty seconds as far as glossing over it. But you know what? That's what the people want to watch is the hard times for the Lakers. But your thoughts on what went on tonight before we head on out? Well, it's the real story of the LA Lakers, which is all encompassing of those talentless, ego-driven schlep rocks of the buses, bus kids, Johnny, Jim, Jeannie. Maybe the 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 fourth the fourth uh, daughter is fine. I, I don't see anything wrong with her. But the other schleps, the other three, the reason why they're the reason why it's about them is because that's what they're about. They're about them. They wanted credit where credit was due. They wanted this. They wanted that. It's like kids, children, you know, twelve year olds, and you're getting a little taste of of it now again. We had it. We had it with Jim Bus, and we're getting it now with Jeannie. How do we end this? He's trying to find the words, which has been hard. That's <laughs> hard say. to say. I, yeah. I, okay, I, 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 nothing's gonna get done. You know, the 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 deadheads like Charles Barkley and Stephen A. Smith are gonna sit there and oh, 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 terrible. Oh, oh. What needs to happen? I think that's Stadler and Waldorf, actually. What What needs to happen is someone needs to go to the meet, be in the media, forever, in the me- so. in the meeting room. Somebody needs to be in the media room and say and ask. Uh, Darvin Ham, is your team going to continue to play with 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 gutless, gutless, cowardly effort, <laughs> including LeBron and AD? And are they going to? Are you going to continue to let them laugh and 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 have a good old time when you're down twenty points and drinking wine because they're injured on on the bench and everybody's having a party are you are, are you're the coach right you're gonna be the defense guy you're gonna be the guy is is this what is this what that is is this what we're gonna be watching basically frank vogel too why did you fire frank vogel you might as well have saved your money and actually <laughs> kept them <laughs> I, I don't want to hear this you see this perhaps you've perhaps you've heard this, the term Patsy. this you see this this is this 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 right here this is what a lot of people in society do in all walks of life, all day. I see it every day, just nonstop. And then when you find out what they do, what, what, what's, what's with this? Why do you keep doing this when you're not covering this? People are so full of garbage, it's nauseating. And at this point, what, other, what, what else can I say other than calling it out? It makes me feel good to call it out because no one seems to do it. So I would ask Darvin Ham. Again, I'd probably get kicked out. I will never get back in there again, which is fine. I don't want to be in there anyways. But are you guys going to continue to be gutless and cowardly in your play? Because you have no business losing by 30 to the Sacramento Kings in any walk of life with that talent that they have, unless you're a coward and you're gutless. I mean, you, you guys tell me. What, what else do you want me to tell you? You want me to want me to say that there's some positives coming around? There's been no positives. There's nothing you can tell me right now that's going to prove otherwise. What are you going to tell me? Oh well, it's preseason. Okay, stay tuned. Stay tuned, indeed. But before we head on out, Jamie, any thoughts on the game before we head on out? Again, we will be covering on Wednesday and Thursday for the post game. So make sure you tune us back into right here the Lakers fast break but Jamie any last thoughts on the game before we head on out 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we'll, we'll, <laughs> sure. I mean, between like, you and Joe, to, between you and Joe on this last segment, it's just like I, I don't. I mean, eh. there's just not a lot good to say, right? Like, it's not that I'm at a loss for words. I just, you know, at some point, you know, what's what's the good in any of for, for any of us to just pile on, right? I mean, we're we're not the games don't even matter yet. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, I'm willing to. I, you know, I, I did cross country. One of my sports in uh, high school was cross country, so uh, I'm 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 in it for the long haul. Uh, there's there's a there's there's miles yet to go, and you know, I'm I'm curious to see who else gets to play with who else here in preseason. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but it's gonna if it looks like this tonight. And, you know, we'll see. Hey, they got to start winning sometime, right? I think it was game three or four last season before we won a game. I can't remember. Maybe five or six even. Uh, I mean, in the regular season. I know we went over the preseason. You got to avoid that. Somebody's got somebody's to get pissed. <laughs> you know, it's funny. All summer long when it was like, whoever shows up on the Lakers, we just got to show up for work. And now I, I, I kind of regret keeping it to that point you know if you just show up in life you know all right hey there you are but i mean there's a difference between showing up and wanting to accomplish something and i I didn't see any wanting to accomplish something tonight from this team and if as long as they don't want to accomplish anything i can guarantee you they won't well i'll tell you what i'm just Hopefully going to go ahead and speak better things about the Lakers come Wednesday and Thursday. I do want to go ahead and give a final shout out to Laker Tom. Uh, Hopefully he is getting better. I want to make sure everybody knows it wasn't COVID, but it was another illness, which I can't go into detail on. I know he said he wanted to be here tonight. I think after watching the Lakers second half, I'm probably pretty sure he would probably go back into not feeling so well. (laughs) Plus the fact that Westbrook is in the starting lineup. I think that's a double whammy for him. I think that that would really set him off. So I'm kind of glad he didn't come on the air tonight because, you know, this is a very frustrating time for all Lakers fans. And I really don't want him to get upset because I know, again, he's on the mend. I'm just hoping he gets better. I know that uh, actually a lot of people have been asking about him, both from Lakers fast break and from outside of that. So if you really want to go ahead and just make him feel better, please go ahead and give him a shout out on Twitter at Laker Tom. I think he could really use it, especially now after tonight's game. But yeah, just uh, oh, between every, everybody. To, if John, that try goes down, John, you won't be able to stop him. He said he was feeling a little bit better this past weekend. So I know that he is trying to go ahead and get back on the show as you know, whenever he can. But it's when he can. So I don't want to push it. I don't want to force him, and especially when the team is doing like this. I really don't want to push it. So I want to just go ahead and send our thoughts to Laker Tom. Get better, please. Get well soon. And hopefully he'll be back going ahead and creating great articles for Lakerholics.com. Obviously, he's still on at Laker Tom on Twitter, so go ahead and tweet at him. But hopefully he'll check in to us right here at the Lakers Fast Break sooner rather than later. But, yes, uh, thoughts are with him. Hopefully everything's well, Tom. And please don't get so upset like Joe and, you know, really get upset like that. So hopefully everything will be better. But, yes, we'll be definitely back on Wednesday night. Uh, actually, again, I will share some brief thoughts, hopefully in a short on YouTube. <laughs> Here we go, Joe. Here we go. But I will try to share some thoughts on the Victor Wembiyama 
Scoot Henderson matchup tomorrow night from the Dollar Loan Center Arena here in Henderson. <laughs> That's right. It's the Dollar Loan Center Arena here in Henderson. I'll share some thoughts tomorrow <laughs> night on that real quickly in a short. But I can loan you a dollar. <laughs> well, they, they do loan dollars. That's exactly how they got that naming rights to the arena. But I will say that we will go ahead and share more thoughts on it post-game after the Phoenix game on Wednesday. So if you have any questions for us at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, of course, anytime on the YouTube channel, please go ahead and subscribe today. We did have a great subscriber. Thank you so much as far as coming on to the scene. Appreciate you subscribing so much earlier tonight. Thank you so much for doing so. And if you haven't already, please go ahead and subscribe so you get the latest notifications on when we go live. Talking some good things. John's asking how much your uh, how good is your blood pressure, Joe? Uh, Paul saying my prediction is a blowout loss on Wednesday. How is your blood pressure before we head on out? He can use his health app to find Talking out. to me? Yes. I don't have blood pressure problems. Okay. <laughs> I don't have problems in my life except for the Lakers sucking. Yep. Well, again, that's that's a problem for all of us to deal with. But we'll tell you exactly straight up how it is with the Lakers here each and every time out. Once again, firecracker. It's firecracker, guys. Okay. Well, we will definitely be here. Lights on, out. Done. We will be here. I'm gonna on, sleep. I'm gonna sleep like a baby in about ten minutes. Okay. Well, let me get to go ahead a little bit starter on that route because once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We will be here on Wednesday night talking about the post game for Phoenix. It'll be taking place here in Las Vegas. So a back to back game set at the T-Mobile Arena here in Vegas with Phoenix and Minnesota back-to-back. So it all starts on Wednesday night, and we'll be back here. And I will, again, share some more detailed thoughts on Victor Wembiyama, Scoot Henderson. Please don't sell him short. The kid has really got some really good things. I think he's going to be a great player in the league. I've actually seen him already in the G League last year and really see a lot of promise in that young man. So don't sell him short at all. So we're going to go ahead and share my thoughts on that coming up on the Wednesday show as well. I want to thank everybody in the chat, John Sovereign, Paul Howard. You guys have been amazing. Just amazing in the chat. Chicken sandwich galore. My gosh, when you talk about a chicken sandwich, what can you say about the Lakers game? Once hey man, again, that, Lakers- that chicken sandwich is putting a banner on the wall. Uh, well, yeah, I'm hoping so, but Greg Harris. Great. Thank you so much for the shout out. Petting my cat. Be awesome as well. Donna, thank everybody for being part of today's show. Truly appreciate it. Once again, the Lakers do lose 105 to 75. Do you have any questions for us? Always at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter or Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We'll be back on Wednesday night, post game against the Phoenix Suns. What will happen? Will it be this bad again? Will Joe go off on another rant? find out coming up this wednesday right here at the lakers fast break podcast